Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, today we are covering the Pac-12, and we're recording this before week zero, so if USC lost to San Jose State, we do not know that Ouch. yet. <laughs> That'll be a rough one. Uh, but let's just get right into it, Trey. What are your just general thoughts about the Pac-12? Well, I mean... I kind of have two things. One, you know, we've obviously talked all about the the realignment and the Pac-12, of course, like basically disbanding. Um, but it's kind of weird that in their final year, arguably it's one of their best years that they, like in terms of yeah. that, the top depth, man, like they literally have a chance to, you know, make an argument to be the second best conference this year if those top teams kind of really pan out. Um especially if you consider all the star power they have at court, the quarterback position in the conference. I mean, USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah, UCLA, Oregon state, like all top 25 ish teams, few have pit playoff potential. So kind of an odd twist that, you know, before they, they leave, it's yeah. It's like the really worst good. possible time for, yeah. for it to be the end. Cause it's just like, we want to, let's run it back. It's going to be it, a great year. Exactly. I have another point, but let's see what, what else do you guys have to say? No, it's just I'm going to try to soak in it as much as I can this year, Pac-12 football, man. It's kind of sad to see and seeing it be just completely just disbanded. But I don't know, like overall, like to me, like I want to see USC's D, man. I, I really want to see that. Like, is that going to improve? Because if it does, then we know it's there. The futures could be national titles. Like I know they were close to the playoff last year, but even Michael, a USC fan, would agree they're no, they weren't they weren't really a true threat to to win a national title. So I feel like this is a pretty important year for Grinch to like take that next step because, you know, they had a lot of turnover luck last year defensively, but can they actually be good? Because uh, if we see that, then it's like, okay, now Lincoln can win a national title there. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's like talking about how interesting the conference is. Obviously, it starts with USC, Oregon, Washington, and Utah, kind of the, I guess, the the main four at the top with Oregon State and UCLA threatening that group. But even some of the worst teams in the conference are interesting, like Colorado, potentially the worst team in the conference, maybe not, but they're maybe the most fascinating team in college football with Deion Sanders and his son Shador Sanders at quarterback and the insane amount of turnover on the roster. Kind of a similar situation at Arizona State. They had a ton of turnover um, and bringing in a a young coach in in Kenny Dillingham, who, of course, did a great job at Oregon. Um, And then, I mean... Even Stanford is, you know, again, one of the teams in the running for the worst team. But And they'll be bad, but I like Troy Taylor, their, their head yeah. coach, coming in from Sac State. So, I don't know. You could talk so, yourself into about all of them. Arizona with Jaden Delora back. Their program's been rising a little bit. Wazoo's always been okay, even with Dickert. Maybe they could, you know, second-year Cam Ward. Yeah, I'm sure they could make know. a bowl game. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, it just feels like this whole offseason – You've got the two-time defending champs, Utah, who are kind of actually flying under the radar just because, you know, obviously everyone's talking about SC, Caleb Williams, um, you know, Dion, of course, but but Washington and Oregon with Knicks and Penix, like Utah's still yeah. got a lot coming back, but they're they're kind of under the radar. That's kind of what Willingham probably... That's, or, or, uh, that's what happens every year with Utah. Yeah. Yeah. At least some people are saying that. You hear more people saying, hey, why are we ignoring Utah again? So there's that sort of aspect of it. But, but yeah, I mean, they're... They should be I really say good. Willingham again. or Whittingham, either way. Whittingham. Oh, maybe you did. And I don't know if I repeated what you said or not, but yeah, <laughs> I know who you but, meant. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, how about let's talk about some uh, surprise teams. What are some teams that you think will that might outperform expectation? 
Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cal. Good old, good yeah. old Cal, the Golden Bears. Yeah, they were they're four and eight last year. Um, but they were two and five in one score games. So, and they even were keeping the games close against some of the top teams in the conference, like USC, UCLA, Notre Dame. They're not in the conference, but they're good. And Washington, all those games, uh, were like one score games. So they were there with with high quality teams. So, you know, I, they obviously need to get better and you know pull a couple of those out to to really make a jump. But uh, I think they should be better on the field this year. They got a ton of returning starters and Sam Jackson, the TCU transfer was just named the starting quarterback for them. And he's brings some high, kind of exciting potential. He's obviously a really athletic guy with a live arm. So, I mean, you would think he'd be able to bring some juice to that offense, which they desperately need. And I think the defense will kind of take a, a, a jump forward as well. They got Jackson Sermon back at linebacker. Um, he was first team all conference for pac 12. So he's, legit um d line looks pretty good deeper at least maybe not star power but they're deeper and return everybody uh so i don't know i just their season total set at five so they're actually getting a little bit of respect but i don't know i could see Cal making a bowl game this year all right they got the new offensive coordinator too i like that higher spavital jake spavital yeah yeah um yeah that would be obviously big for for wilcox um yeah. I'll go. I'm going to Arizona State uh, just because I think there's upside with Kenny Dillingham. Like I mentioned at Oregon last year as their offensive coordinator, I doubted him going in. I didn't think it was a great hire. Like I just didn't think he was going to. The combination of of him and Bo Nix, I was like, eh, I don't know about yeah. that. And then oh, you know, <laughs> Bo Nix was week one. You felt them. pretty good. Uh, Against yeah. Georgia, oh, when they got murdered by Georgia, yeah, they yeah, scored three right. points. Yeah, yeah, and then they went and murdered BYU or something like that, but. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and and it, so it went great last year for him, and so now he's you know at Arizona State they, he brought in a lot of transfers, so he brought in I guess his guys. Hopefully that'll work out for him. And they named Jaden Rashada, the true freshman, yeah. of course, who had that crazy recruitment with Florida um, as their starting quarterback. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, I don't know. I just I just think there's. I think they can maybe pull off a big upset with with uh, with that offense defense. I'm not. I don't have a lot of confidence in the defense, but maybe the offense can help lead them into bowl contention. Sure. Uh, surprise team. I'll finish this off with Washington State. Um, Cameron Ward didn't quite match expectations last year, but still overall a decent year. Not as bad as I think people thought. Uh, now he gets a great offensive coordinator, well, we think, Ben Arbuckle, who was just at Western Kentucky and had his quarterback lead the nation in, in passing. So the pass volume for Ward should go up. I see him putting up some big numbers. He's obviously still athletic. He can use his feet. So I think that the offense could really improve. And the other good thing about them is they avoid USC and Utah on the schedule. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not really a threat to win the conference, but they could scare some teams. And I, I think that Ward could take the, the next step with, uh, with our buckle. Okay. Uh, let's get to the other side. It's the disappointing teams. And I guess here I'm going to, I'm going to be the, the one the, very bad move the last few years. I'm going to doubt Utah. Um, I mean, mm. obviously, you know, if they win the conference again, it's not going to shock me. They're, they're up there, but so I guess a big part of this, the biggest part of this, is just the fact that we don't know Cam Rising's health, right? Coming off that ACL injury in the Rose Bowl, and there's some signs that maybe he's not 100%. You know, Kyle Whittingham, or Willingham, some people (laughs) is is being kind of coy about it, and 
who knows, maybe he's just sandbagging or maybe he's he's not quite 100%. And But the, the real reason I'm, I have some doubts there is that that point spread in that it's week one down. game against Florida keeps coming down and down and down. Like I think it was started up close to double digits. Maybe it was 10, yeah. 10 and a half. I think it was like, it was like, over eight, like nine. Yeah, it was over a touchdown recently. And now it's it's down to five, I think, last I checked. So, you know, there's there's at least some doubt there as to whether he'll play or be 100%. And on top of that... I think Florida's that, getting some respect, too. I think that's partially that why it's coming down. It. You know? yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe just the market just getting more efficient as we get closer to kick. But uh, but also, if, if anything happens to rising, their backup uh, quarterback suffered an injury. I think he's out for a few months. So... I just think that there's some downside potential and and it's also maybe even somewhat less about Utah and more about teams like, you know, USC, Oregon and Washington, of course, continuing to recruit well and seeming to, um, especially in Washington, USC's coach or case, just they have good coaches now. So as those teams develop talent better and utilize that talent, even if Utah stays the same, maybe they get passed up. That's that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I actually said Utah as well um, for the, a lot of the reasons it was Cam Rising, but also just because they kind of need a healthy Cam Rising right from the start because their schedule is so hard in their first five games. I mean, yeah. you've mentioned Florida. Uh, then they also play at Baylor. They play UCLA and they play at Oregon State in, in four of those five games. So, I mean, that's that's a tough stretch. They have, um, I think, Weber State is sprinkled in the middle there. But so four of the five are tough and you I mean, you lose a couple of those, and all of a sudden it's tough, man. Things might snowball a little bit on you. But um, I think also losing Clark Phillips is actually kind of a bigger deal than maybe some things. He was this All-American like corner, just unanimous. He was amazing for them and not not necessarily a typical defender for Utah. They're good on the lines normally, but they don't necessarily have All-American deep corners lined up for them. So that that's kind of a big loss. But yeah, And they, and they I, draw – I mean, all of the top the, – the good news for yeah. – fans is that all the top four teams draw each other yeah so that's going to be kind of yeah. fun but utah also draws kind of the the next two you you would think in in uh oregon state and ucla so the schedule is is difficult yep i'll uh i'll go to washington um you know it, it's kind of like in the sense that i could make a case for any of those top four or five teams to win the conference i could also kind of point to some some negatives and in this case Washington just happens to be my loser um that I think could disappoint you know it's very well known if you've listened to us or watched us we love Kalen DeBoer um I don't doubt their offense will be good but I guess the way I'm looking at it is they I don't see how they could really get better and they might take a step back uh you know I don't think Penix maybe can match those numbers uh especially with you know he loses three offensive linemen now their top two running backs from a year ago are gone because uh, Davis just got hurt. Yeah. Um, I know they're a pass-first offense, but they're, those top two running backs—they had what were they? They had over fourteen hundred yards, twenty-five touchdowns. Uh, that's a lot of production. Now they—I know they have elite receivers, and and Penix can get them the ball. They're, they're they'll be fine, but I just think maybe there's a slight regression there potential. Uh, and then I'm I'm also just not so confident on the defense uh it wasn't a stellar unit last year they gave up over 29 points a game in conference uh and of the top contenders they're projected to have the worst defense okay and Penix, another injury risk there yeah as well yeah. We, we hope not but um okay anything else should we get to our, our championship picks here sure yeah. ryan who you got you you sometimes like to go outside the box so 
Uh, yeah, a little outside the box. Not, not, not it's hard time. to. Go, I mean, you can't really go outside the box in the. I know this year. There's so many. It's, exactly. You know, I mean, those four. Even you could throw an Oregon State, and that's wouldn't be like. I guess that'd be outside the box, but still. Um, I'm going USC versus Oregon. I'm I'm going kind of chalky there. Um, I don't know USC. I just I I think obviously of course the offense is going to be great with Caleb Williams back, the Heisman winner, Lincoln Riley. It's going to be amazing, and I, I believe the Grinch is going to have uh, a pretty good jump on defense um i know they lose to Pelotu, um but you know they brought in some good transfers of course up front bear alexander from georgia he should start right away in the middle for them anthony lucas on the edge from a&m uh, jack sullivan a solid depth guy from purdue up front mason cobb a great linebacker from oklahoma state so there's some impact guys and they have better depth um i don't know i think uh, the front seven is definitely going to be a little bit better secondary maybe about the same ish so i don't know i just another year in the system some improved players defense i think should get better offense is amazing usc is hard to beat so i'll let you guys touch more on oregon but usc and oregon for me grinch gets a lot of crap and you know rightfully so in some cases he's had like last year was a total flop um other than getting lucky with with turnovers early in the season especially but um but he did i mean he did from year one to year two at, at Oklahoma. The defense got a lot, lot better. So, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't count on that big of an improvement, but I, I, I agree that they'll. They don't need a ton to just, you know, yeah, win the conference. Like maybe not even at all, really, but like, yeah, well, a little bit. Uh, uh, but I have USC beating Oregon, so I have USC okay. winning the conference. Yeah, I have the exact same pick. I, you know, you you made all good points about USC and Oregon. I mean. I think they're. I have them like dead even. I, I would. I would say yeah. it's. It's really hard to pick. I just gave the tiebreaker to USC just because of coaching. Like I just trust Lincoln Riley more. He's just he's constantly winning eleven games. It feels like, um, and and with with Oregon has a little bit more turnover with Kenny Dillingham, of course, leaving. Now they're bringing in Will Stein as offensive coordinator from UTSA, which I think is a good hire, but it's still a change, um, and. Yeah, so that was that was basically my tiebreaker. I'm going I'm going USC. Yeah. I think I I'm confident that USC is going to be very good this year. They have a tough schedule, so you know, the record I doubt I wouldn't pick them to go 11 and 1 again necessarily. They've got a chance, but uh um but I think they'll be a better team. Yeah, I we're a clean sweep for us uh, at USC over Oregon. I really almost went Oregon, um but I was my my you know, my tiebreaker in my case was I just go with the best player on the field. And that was you know Caleb Williams. I mean, if Caleb Williams doesn't get hurt in the Pac-12 title last year, they they could have beaten Utah. I mean, it was so yeah. um, they could be the defending champs. I I guess my worry, Michael, is on USC. You guys touched on defense, but I think you even mentioned the the schedule. Four of their last, so the the first half is a very easy. They more than likely I think will be six and zero. Oh, um, but four of their last six games are against preseason top fifteen teams. You got Notre Dame, Washington, Oregon, and and then uh, Utah, as well as also playing UCLA. So that's a really tough back half. So, uh, but, and then Oregon, I do think Dan Lanning didn't have the greatest defense last year, and that's kind of his calling card, but I do think he he hit the transfer portal, transfer portal hard on that side. So I think that unit should improve, even if there is any decline in the offense with Dillingham, kind of those, those could match. And I think the Ducks will obviously be in contention. Okay. All right. Anything else to add about the Pac-12? I just realized we didn't even mention DJU at at Oregon yeah, State. Yeah, that's true. That'll One, be interesting. Officially to see the starter there, DJU. Yeah, Dante Moore. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to UCLA. Yeah, UCLA's quarterback situation. Um, Yeah, so very fun conference. Um, Let us know your thoughts in the the comments below. Who you think is going to win the Pac-12? Also, as always, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash College Football Bros, for bonus episodes. And I think the best uh, perk is being able to join our Discord server where we're. Talking college football, especially a lot during the season. So thanks again. We'll see you next time.